0: I got a dirty mind, I got filthy ways I'm trying to bathe my aid in your Milky Way I'm a legend, I'm irreverent, I be reverent I be so far, uh uh-uh, uh We don't give a fuck to the danger zone, step into the fantasy you are not invited to the other side of sanity. they me an alien a maybe it's because your boy
1: and welcome to a special episode of the Binge Watchers Mafia. this is a recap of the premiere of season two of Mr. Robot. My name is Frank Malafrante I'm here with special contributor Joe Blay. Joe what's up? Hey how's it going? I'm excited to talk about this, man. Uh first yeah, me off
0: too.
1: Yeah, it's real this this premiere was already incredible. I'm really excited. First off, I just want to have the listeners do some quick housekeeping. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at BW Mafia. The blog is uh, bingewatchersmafia.blogspot.com and you can find us on iTunes at BW, at Mafia. So uh, let's get started. Uh, general thoughts. What do you think of the premiere? I thought it was fucking excellent. I
0: mean, it's season one was so good. And you never know with the show when it comes back if it's going to stay that way. Uh, the show like Heroes comes to mind where season one was unreal, maybe the best season I've ever seen of a show, and then season two was awful. But Mr. Robot came back and it's like...
1: Yeah, I think that's a good comparison. You know, that's kind of the legendary example of a show that never was able to repeat their first season. And with a show like Mr. Robot, especially with the finale, it's definitely I was definitely concerned, right? Because you execute a hack that basically changes the entire world. Where do you go from there? Like what's step two of that story? And it clearly wasn't the end. But it's sort of like a reset because when we're starting the episode the main character uh right after we see the sort of the end of season 1 where we see the hack take place from Elliot's perspective and we see that it was Tyrell Wellick uh who was uh the VP at E Corp that was actually the one that recorded the the message that F Society sends out right after the hack is sent which we kind of all expected you could kind of tell it was him But that was confirmed. But that's the that's the last time we see him. And then we go forward to the present. And Elliot has created what he calls a loop, which is basically he's just living an extremely boring life where he does the same things every day. And he has no contact with the outside world or with technology because. Yeah.
0: And it's it's all like weird stuff. He's not really doing anything like what is he doing all day? Really, because nothing, he, right? Yeah. Yeah, like he's just talking to people. Like, who are these people? Like, who's this guy who's talking to him every day? This is so this, the loop is so strange.
1: Brand new character. We've never seen his new friend before. We have no idea who he is. We have no idea how Elliot met him at all. Uh, but apparently, they eat three meals a day together at the same diner. Yeah, I think he's imaginary. I think he's in Elliot's head. So that's my theory. It's definitely possible. There's no way to find out. We'll just have to see what they say because we're all just kind of waiting on bated breath. It was an hour and a half premiere with a lot of just new questions and one new answer. So, But, you know, we can't get ahead of ourselves and have them reveal ever, these questions that we want them to answer because that was the whole point of the show, right? Yeah. But what's I, really What
0: was really interesting about the premiere was – that Like, you're right, after season one, you're like, okay, where does it go from? It's kind of like a finale. They, they did the hack. It's all over. But then season two starts, and you're like, okay, and then what's going to happen? And you say, okay, how does the world function now that everything is – there's no credit, that no one has money anymore? What what happens now? So that's kind of really interesting to
1: see yeah. that they're going that way. And that was something I talked with about Ankit on the when we when we were catching people up, it was sort of the pre, the preview of season two, and they didn't really answer any of our questions. It seems like everyone's using cash, but I'm not sure. What do you, do you think? People have credit cards?
0: Well, I don't know because there was that lady who went down to the bank and was trying to get her money back. But right. It seemed like the bank still existed. Evil Corp still exists. They're like um, they're like trying to understand what is real and what's not. So they're like going through every account. So maybe some people have accounts.
1: Yeah, know. it's uh, the nuts and bolts scenes were the things that I mean, everything's yeah. interesting, but obviously the Elliot scenes are interesting because they're not interesting. And you're sitting there saying, like, what the fuck is going on? But yeah. let's just go and talk about my new favorite character, Philip Price, the CEO of Allsafe, who sat down with Jack Lou, who's the, the secretary of the Treasury. Janet Yellen, who's the head of the Isn't he the, the, isn't he the CEO? Isn't he? The CEO of Evil Corp. What did I say? All safe? Uh, AllSafe. E Corp, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bill so Price sure. is the CEO of E Corp. I get down confused. With the head of the Treasury, the head of the Federal Reserve, and the head of the SEC. And basically it seems like they've been given a humongous bailout. And that it's one month later since the hack. But nothing's really changed, but it's like they gave them the federal government gave E Corp nine hundred billion dollars, and they spent it in one month, yeah. which seems crazy. But yeah. that's just kind of what they're going to tell us, and I'm just taking it at face value. And because I kind of have to suspend my dis- suspend my disbelief at this point. That matters sh- to you?
0: Is what the kind of thing. That matters, just like the
1: it? nuts and bolts, because sometimes sometimes yeah, seems like I'm like over over analyzing things that are important.
0: Oh, it's fascinating. Also, the FDR story he told was really interesting. I never knew that about him putting the banks back in one at a time. That's crazy. That's so genius. You think know, about it. Right? And He said, like, it's all about confidence. And the, what was the line he said? You Upon can't have the con
1: without the confidence.
0: Great line. Great. Terrific. Yeah. It was a beautiful scene. I don't know. It was like a play almost. That scene it was really yeah. well done.
1: And that is true. You know, I, I don't have to tell you, but I think there are probably a lot of people that are watching Mr. Robot and they don't know that if everybody pulled their money out of every bank at the same time, the whole economy would collapse. That, yeah. you know, everyone's deposits are lent out to other people. And so it is in it is in a, in a real, very real sense a confidence game. And if people don't have confidence in the banking system and in the government, then we don't have an economy.
0: So And isn't the same true for like currency? Exactly. Like why, yeah. why does currency work? There's no gold in, right? There's no gold in what, what's the Fort Knox? There yeah. There might be, but no one knows. It's all right. about the confidence that it is there, that this money means something.
1: Right. So, I mean, that's just one of the things that's great about Mr. Robot is that even though it's it seems in one sense to be like either a fantasy world or there's parts of this world that are different than reality just from the fact that there is an Evil Corp and that Elliot yeah. has these superpowers that, you know, people aren't this good at hacking. You know what I mean? Or else this would have already happened, right? There would have already been an Evil Corp hack.
0: Yeah, I don't... Or maybe I we mean, don't even
1: know. But that's what Mr. Robot... Those are the kind of questions that they ask me, that I, I mean, ask. TV show. Okay. TV
0: shows take liberties. Movies, you ever seen Swordfish? The movie's crazy with the hacking. Oh, yeah? Have you ever seen... It? No, that's no. great. Uh, Hugh Jackman is being tested on his hacking skills by John Travolta putting a gun to his head and having a girl blow him while he tries to hack into the FBI in, like,
1: <laughs> 30 seconds.
0: Yeah, and he does know. it at the last second. I don't think he comes, though. So.
1: Well, that's good to know. <laughs> it's a ridiculous uh, movie. So, basically, Elliot's completely out of the game. So, it's Philip Price, the federal government, which includes the FBI, who is going after uh, the C- the real... Uh, CEO of Allsafe, um, who Elliot has blamed the hack on, Gideon Goddard. Uh, but against them really is just, I guess, Darlene and these other F Society hackers. So I'm not really sure what their goal is. What, what do you think F Society is trying to do at this point? Because it seems like what Dar- Darlene is saying is that the hack didn't accomplish what they thought it would.
0: Yeah, they're saying like everything's worse now. So it's kind of interesting... There are a lot of people in the world who, like, want anarchy and stuff. And, like, these people in the show achieved the anarchy, and now they're like, well, fuck, what do we do now? Right. Like, they don't I think she's just going to start thinking that this was all a mistake as the show goes on.
1: Yeah, and she's really the one that's holding it all together, really, at this point. Yeah. Because without Darlene, they really wouldn't have any leadership at all.
0: Yeah. What I'm curious about is where's Angela's storyline going? Like, why is she even on the show? anymore. Is she going to contribute at all to this whole thing or is she just kind of showing what a normal person would be going through at this time?
1: That's a really interesting question. Uh, so what did you think Angela's role in season one was? Elliot was kind of in love with her I guess. I don't really know why she was. She did
0: have that thing with the C- the CTO of uh, Evil Corp.
1: Yeah yeah. I guess that's sort of I don't know if that's a weakness or if that's just something that hasn't been revealed to us. But I do like that Angela right is more of a real person, and I don't I don't know you're you're asking me you're blowing my mind right now. Yeah.
0: Well, my thinking is my thinking is she was only supposed to be on for a certain number of episodes originally. This hmm. is totally guesswork. I don't know okay. anything about this, but my theory is that she was supposed to be on for a few episodes, and the producers were like, okay, her ratings are great women 25 to 35 love her we got to keep her on so they're just like (laughs) trying to find ways to use her okay but in that you know there might be an actual use for her which is that she shows how a person in everyday society with all this anarchy would function how a person who's still trying to make money and just just cares about that and just lives in kind of the way we live today but like in the old society in the show so society before the hack
1: because you could say that everybody that's working for F Society and everyone that's in charge of Evil Corp, which is basically all the characters on the show, are sort of abnormal. It's like they're not real people. And yeah. they either know more or they think they know more than what the average person knows. So I you're that that kind of makes sense that having Angela there she her story is in the sense the most simple that she's just trying to find her way in the world and she s- is starting to gain more confidence.
0: Yeah, because she, she has succeeded this job. in
1: yeah getting this job at E Corp,
0: and she's doing well. And she did that like boss shit where she hung up on the guy from MSNBC or whatever, and yeah. then she got the offer she wanted.
1: Made it look great. She did look great. I wonder though, is she making the right decision by? sort of getting sucked into Evil Corp because her whole story was about how she hated Evil Corp and now because they've given her confidence in a job she's just going to kind of throw away all that hatred and the fact that her mother got killed by these people.
0: Well it kind of reflects on what would probably be the truth for a lot of people in a our society, if something like this happens, how many people work at jobs they hate or for companies they despise because they need the money or they like they get confidence from it?
1: Yeah, it's, it's definitely the other question you always ask yourself is I, that I think of is because we've started to see all of these uh, shootings and all these police brutality cases and the families always settle for yeah. millions and millions of dollars, like none of them ever do what I feel like families would do in these cases, which is just be irrational and just want to punish the city of Baltimore or mm-hmm. the city of New York or whoever, and just kind of, they don't care about the money, right? Yeah. So is the show saying that they end, the pe- these kind of people end up caring about the money more than we think they would?
0: Yeah, I think so. And I think in life, a lot of people do, not
1: all. Because I could also imagine Angela saying, well, there's." is dead like she's not coming back so this is my chance to live a good life i guess
0: yeah but then that's sort
1: of why evil corp is evil right so mr robot screws with my head in ways and makes me incomprehensible in ways that no other show does i have a very hard time talking about the show it's really difficult to get your head around what's going on didn't
0: they get the emmy for most confusing show
1: (laughs) if there was one if there was
0: one i think there is i think they got it
1: I guess people would – there would only be two nominations. It would be them or Game of Thrones, and those are my two favorite shows. Yeah, so what does Game that say about less me? Game a confusing. Uh, you
0: like being confused maybe.
1: I guess so. No. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> i to have to talk about that with, with my therapist. I just hope it's a better therapist than the one that Elliot has. Is she, is she bad at her job? I think she's pretty good at her job. I think she's she not sucks like, at her job. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean I guess she got a little too personal with him. But he's like a really fucked up patient.
1: Oh yeah, she's—he's definitely the most challenging patient. She's, she's like—he's
0: like all up in her personal life. She's got this boyfriend she really likes, screws that up. Although he was like—he did like have a secret family or something. He's trying to get meds. He's taking—he's uh, getting—he's got a drug dealer on the side. Back in season one, cut
1: her some slack. It would really help to have a diagnosis about what Elliot's problem is. So he's—he's got to be somewhat schizophrenic, right?
0: Yeah, Mister Robot is his, his imaginary friend. Right. And he's got the Seinfeld guy who I think is also imaginary for sure. Yeah. Here's why I think he's imaginary. One, this guy's randomly having three meals a day with Elliot, even though Elliot contributes nothing to the conversation. He seems like a pretty cool dude that could make some friends. Okay. Two, who hasn't seen Seinfeld yet? <laughs> okay. I
1: don't love know.
0: That, love, that, love that they're talking about Seinfeld. Seinfeld's that great. Makes me happy. Yeah. Um, but three, when they're on the basketball court... Elliot doesn't say anything when he gets into that altercation Mm -hmm. with the basketball until Daryl from the office comes over and then he starts talking and then you don't even see his friend, the black guy, the black friend in that scene at all after that. So it's like, it's almost like a trade-off. So I think it's the same person like Elliot was holding the ball. Elliot was causing trouble. Then Elliot was talking to Daryl from the office.
1: Right. And that's sort of what we were all doing in season one is trying to figure out who was real and who wasn't. And there were a lot of people that thought that, Darlene wasn't real or that yeah, Tyrell that. wasn't real or that Elliot was also Tyrell. I heard a lot of crazy theories.
0: So I was blown away. I kind of watched the show very much in isolation. So when the the big reveal happened that Mr. Robot was imaginary, yeah, I was just blown blown the fuck away. It was
1: crazy. Oh, so at the at the time you you really had no inkling that Mr. Robot wasn't real.
0: Yeah. Okay. I was just very confused by the show, but I didn't think anyone was like I didn't think there was any Fight Club stuff going, going on.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, it's kind of like the Internet is always going to bring up all of the crazy ideas. You know what I mean? Where most people probably I don't know. Like you can go the people that thought that Darlene was wrong were just as wrong as the people that thought that Mr. Robot was real. Yeah. So but I think it's possible we're going to have to look at these characters the way that we looked at season one or the way that some people looked at season one knowing that there was some fight club shit going on. But my my original question was, so yeah, he's somewhat schizophrenic, but he's also what we would call multiple personality disorder. So does he have both mm-hmm. of those? It's not clear. And, you know, because you can't, usually people that are schizophrenic, they, the they're the people that talk to them or the hallucinations they have don't take over their body. Yeah, They just kind of talk to them. Like, remember, in A Beautiful Mind...
0: I was really going to say
1: it's more, he's
0: more fight club than a beautiful mind.
1: But in in fight club Tyler, Tyler Durden and the narrator who is Edward Norton are, they're the same person. So they, so it's, it's a lot like once you realize that they're the same person, like they only talk to each other. They're never like in the room, like Edward Norton's not in the room when Tyler Durden's in the room or, or am I not remembering that right?
0: Well, they're sometimes in the room together, but like they're going to Fight Club together and there are fights, but they're never like fighting each other in front of everyone.
1: Right. So it's a little bit different. So I'm a little confused about whether there's something else going on because if you're if there are now going to be more than one hallucination, that's definitely different than Fight Club.
0: Yeah, now, there can be there can be lots of
1: hallucinations. Like right. Basically, whenever Elliot's on screen, we just kind of have to assume that. We have no freaking clue what's really going on. Yeah, I think just, anyone,
0: I think any character who ever comes on the show who doesn't have other connections to characters we know are real should be looked at skeptically. Like uh, Tyrell, I don't think he's fake because, you know, he's got the wife. Right. He's got that connection. So I don't, And he's got, like, the job. So I don't think he could possibly be fake. Mr. Robot, Darlene. Darlene could be fake still because – None of her connections are solidified. His mother could be fake because that connection is not solidified.
1: Right. It's clearly strange that Darnell from The Office, a.k.a. Ray, on this show, knew so much about Elliot. Yeah, he could be fake, too. It's weird that Ray, that would make him seem like he's fake to me because he knows that he likes computers and he knows that... You know, that, that he that his name is Elliot, right? He's never talked well, to him. How does he know his name his name's Elliot? Well, I think Elliot
0: thinks that Mr. Robot took
1: over and reached out to him. But
0: it could be just Mr. Robot creating this figment of his imagination so that he thinks that Mr. Robot's starting to take control, so he panics and lets Mr. Robot take control or
1: something ah, like that. That's interesting. Now that could be why he's writing this journal because he's literally writing everything down that happens. Right? Yeah, kind he's trying of to like keep track, track of it.
0: Yeah, to right, stay so grounded in reality, I guess, or keep track of everything that's happening. Or to I kind of really
1: check know. the journal against his memories. Something if he, someone comes up and talks to him, and says, "Hey, Elliot, remember when we did this together?" and he doesn't remember it, and it's not in the journal, then it was probably Mister Robot that did it.
0: Yeah, he also timestamps everything, so if there's a gap, he knows that. Like, he was, like, looking after uh, Daryl from The Office talked to him. Hmm. He looked at the time when he could have talked to them, and there was a gap in that
1: time frame. Oh, I didn't notice that. That's interesting. That was cool. Definitely a Um, multiple watches kind of show. Yeah, I also think that Mr.
0: Robot organized the killing of, I forget his name, Garrett from House of Cards, former president.
1: Yeah, so Gideon Goddard. Gideon, right. Yeah, because probably because he was revealing too much about... He was threatening to, like, turn him in. Right. And he so was I working think, with the FBI. So
0: Mr. Robot probably, I think, got that guy... Or he could have just been, like, some vigilante. but yeah. It looked like he got that guy to kill him.
1: It could have been Tyrell that killed him. Maybe. You know, because we're not sure if Tyrell is alive or dead. He, We heard from him at the end of the episode.
0: Yeah. He, like, called his bonsoir, Elliot. And he's trying to get in touch with his really hot wife.
1: Yeah, but we just said that... If Elliot's in the room, then we don't know if that's actually happening or not.
0: Oh, fair. But I feel like I feel like that's happening. I feel like well, it's still around.
1: You think Wilkes well, he, still he's, alive?
0: He's too interesting of a character for them to take away just like that.
1: And do you agree that he and Elliot knew each other before the start of the series? I don't know. That's my theory. Is that because you you know in the first scene of the show or first time they meet each other is in all safe and you know, Gideon's, or uh, Tyrell's just walking around all safe, and he's like, hey, you're using Linux? I use Linux. Like, there's a million people in the office. He goes right to Elliot and starts yeah. of a conversation with him. That seems fishy sk- to me. And then you go straight to the end of the season, and Tyrell is part of F Society. There's no explanation about how that happened. So my idea is that, because Elliot has these, like, psychotic breaks, right? He had uh-huh. one. They showed you that he had one, when he broke his arm and he was in the doctor's office. He
0: also forgot who his sister was.
1: Right. So that's the thing is he, he may have had another psychotic break or else like that's when the Mr. Robot thing started is sometime in the past. And he then created this alter ego. And then the real Elliot, the one that we see on screen doesn't remember anything, but not only did he forget that he was, that Darlene was his sister But he also forgot that he knew Tyrell from the past. Now, why Mm -hmm. Tyrell doesn't notice or bring up the fact that Elliot doesn't seem to remember him is kind of maybe either a flaw in the theory or maybe is something else that we don't know the answer to yet. But I do think that Tyrell is like the big wild card in this whole thing because we don't understand his motives. We don't understand who he is. and, And I think that he's been around in Elliot's life for longer than we know. I think that
0: stuff just got so messed up in his life when he was trying to take over Evil Corp or trying to be the CTO. Right. That, like, he killed um, the CTO's wife, and he kind of just panicked. And I feel like everything just went off the rails for him, which is why he joined that society.
1: Yeah, but how did he even know about that society?
0: Because he, he knew about the hack. When did he find out about the hack? Wasn't it when Elliot broke into that, like, server... City thing.
1: It could have been when he found out, but it also could have been that he knew about it the whole time.
0: Maybe. Maybe.
1: And he was just acting. I don't know. The show makes you think crazy things. Yeah. Uh, so with still early on, listeners, um, I'm fairly interested to see where we go from here. There's going to be uh, 10 more episodes. Uh, this is a 12-episode season as opposed to 10 from the previous season. And uh, we want to have a special conversation um, and what is that going to be about, Joe?
0: I, I wanted to talk about the music on the show. I feel like it's really good. I don't think we see a lot of television shows that use great songs. The only show that comes to mind for me is Entourage. Maybe okay. some, some HBO shows, but I feel like not a lot of other networks have, like, really good music. And the scene from this episode that comes to mind is the very first scene when they're do- using, uh, uh, Dreamin' by, uh, Lupe. Mm-hmm. To start the show, and it just sings perfectly well, and kind of just gets you right into it. I feel like there aren't that many shows that are using the music, and the music selection in the show is really good. It's got great variety, and it works. It sets the tone for the show perfectly. The the one thing that really comes to mind from last season is IRL's like doing his thing where he's like hiring some homeless guy to get his shit, the shit kicked out of him. Right. You remember that? Right. Yeah. He, like puts on a glove and beats shit at him. That yeah. like, whole that whole like sequence has Beethoven's 7th symphony going through it. Yeah. And it's, it's just an incredible sequence. And there's a few things like scenes like that throughout the show and I think there are going to be more and I feel like it's outside of HBO you don't see those kinds of scenes.
1: So it's just about pairing really good music with what's going on on screen. And they're usually
0: like high regarded songs that they probably have to pay a lot of money to get.
1: Well, That's interesting. Um, I do think there hasn't been a lot of uh, recently the shows that I feel like are the best shows. I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe Mad Men had some really interesting music, but it was interesting because I'd never heard it before. But it was basically just a bunch of period songs that were from mm-hmm. that era. Right. Yeah. And uh, I guess the Nick has pretty interesting music because it's clearly not of that era that it's all like house music. That's, really? I've never seen that show. Yeah, it's a show about um, doctors from the turn of the century. So they're like performing surgery like before anybody knows how to do surgeries. Like they Sounds don't, gruesome. and they have no, it's extremely gruesome. And that's the part of the show that's good is you're watching them do these surgeries, and it's like instead of watching Grey's Anatomy where you're you know everything is really organized and controlled, and they seem to know what they're doing all the time on Grey's Anatomy. This is like you know people are bleeding all over the place and crap. It's it's really good. But uh, the, all of the music from that is, like, house music. And so it's it's New York in, like, 1905, but, you know, you're listening to Armin Van Buren. Breaking
0: Bad had some really good music. I'm mm-hmm. trying to think, like, what other shows did, but Breaking Bad did the same kind of thing. I don't think Better Call Saul really does it as well. There aren't a lot of shows that do it well.
1: Well, just one more thing that Mr. Robot's. Crushing the game with. Yeah, hopefully they keep it up. I hope
0: that future episodes have more uh, sex scenes with uh, Willick's wife,
1: because
0: <laughs> she looks like Olivia Wilde, but hotter, and she's actually like a really good actress. She's actually like a really scary good actress. Like she terrifies me.
1: Oh, she totally terrifies me. You know who she reminds me of though is Angelina Jolie. Interesting. The face is very, to me, very Angelina. I don't know why.
0: I could see it, but yeah. I think, I think it's a mix of Angelina Jolie and Olivia Wilde. I think. Mm. They uh, had a beautiful baby. That would be it.
1: Right. The best of both worlds.
0: But I just hope to see more of her and this, I, don't, I guess her mistress, master guy that she's seeing. Right. The bartender guy. Yeah. Who's like cutting her and she's like, "Just keep. Don't, you're ruining it. You're ruining it by talking about it. <laughs> don't be a pussy. It, just it cut looks- me. Just cut me,
1: bitch. I would not want to be in that situation at all.
0: I'd be terrified by it, but I'd be totally in. Are you kidding me?
1: Oh, man.
0: It's an experience.
1: Learning some things about Joe Blay today.
0: Yeah, I feel like Ben would totally be down for that. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you some stories about Ben.
1: And then you get framed because she, like, deletes all the parts of the video where she tells you to do the thing. And then she yeah. just presents and it to the, to the police. Or turns up dead, and then my blood is everywhere. Oh, geez. That would be are you, tough. Are you watching the night of? No, I'm not, but that's on the oh, okay. list for sure. Spoilers. Oh, big yeah. spoilers. All right. Sorry, everybody. Other than that, I like that, that there's this new character, uh, Dominique Piero, who's Grace Gummer, who is, um, Meryl Streep's daughter. Um, I think she's really interesting. I like her as a redhead. I don't really know much else about her, but I like, I like her. She was on the newsroom. She was in a couple of other things that I like. And, uh, She's some some good fresh blood on the show. Characters up? She's the uh, the FBI agent. She's in the um right. like she's, a deli. She's in the she's, deli right. She was
0: she was being a total dick in the deli.
1: Yeah, like that guy seems to
0: gotta go. You can't take that much time in a deli. That's what a, that's what a New Yorker would say. I don't yeah, know. I, I don't know what she's doing. No deli owner is having a full on conversation with the passers by there or knows anything about their families. They don't know anything about the deli's family. There's no way that conversation's happening in New York.
1: Hey, yeah, but that conversation happens all over the country and anywhere but New York. People are nice to each other in a way they're well, not here.
0: That's my first piece of hate on Mr. Robot, right there. <laughs> that was
1: <laughs> not completely <realistic>. unrealistic.
0: <laughs> and she was being a total dick. I, I sympathized with the guy behind her who just wanted to get to work, pay for his thing.
1: Oh, he yeah. So he wasn't the asshole. He was just the guy that wanted to get through his day. Yeah, just, the rest I,
0: of America probably thinks he was the asshole. Yeah, but uh, us New Yorkers know that it was fine. He was justified.
1: Hey, this is all about America learning new things. That's true. That's what Mr. Robot's all about. I guess. Well, I enjoyed this. Uh, I'm excited to see what's what else is going on. We'll probably won't do a recap of every episode, but I think a couple more times through the show, we'll check in. We might have some other guests. I want to have some coverage of Mr. Robot. Maybe we'll just do some articles. But we'll yeah. keep the listeners posted. And I hope you are watching this show because... Now that Game of Thrones is over, like this is your high-class, high-quality TV show to get you through the week. This is how I function, is I just wait for Mr. Robot to come back around, just like I did for Game of Thrones.
0: You just hibernate the rest of the week?
1: Well, yeah, I do my things, but I'm always waiting for this show. It's For me, it's one of the highlights of my week. And uh, that's what television does for me. So that, And that's why I do these podcasts, because I love television. So, uh, for all, from all of us on uh, the binge watchers mafia, I'm Frank Malfrante. That's Joe Blay. Joe, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. Come and uh hope you all mention You I have my eyes and
0: I'm ready to go Lead me into the ice. Kiss me. Kiss me. Kiss me. Kiss me. Take me, Wanna be a victim, ready for a you to super it's,
1: supernatural. it's